Our reading for today is taken from the Gospel of Luke chapter 5 and uh, reading from verse 1. Luke chapter 5, reading from verse 1. <clears throat> One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, when the people crowding round him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. Got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deeper water and let down the nets for the catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee's, Simon's partners. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid, from now on you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him. And today we're thinking about grander vision living. We're thinking about uh, the bigger picture that Jesus gives us about how you and I can live. But I want to start off uh, by uh, taking you on a little vacation. Okay, anybody up for that? Anybody feel like they need a bit of a, a vacation? Yeah? Well, this morning, don't say I never give you anything, okay? This morning, I'm going to take you on a little four minutes uh, vacation, okay? And this is where we're going. Anybody want to come with me? Yeah, this is where I'm taking you. And uh, see that chair there? That lounger, that's for you. Uh, that's for you to lie on in the sun with the, with the beautiful tropical beach and, uh, and the ocean. Uh, can you feel the sun on your, on your faces? Can you feel the, the lovely sea breeze just, just coming uh, across the ocean? And uh, it's great, I and mean, we could lie there all day. But the water's so tempting, isn't it? That lovely crystal clear water. So what I've done is uh, I've arranged a boat for you. And uh, I want you to get on the boats. Uh, just relax and recline. And this boat's going to take us uh, to this beautiful spot out at sea. And, uh, and when we get there, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to float on the water. Just feeling that lovely water. Can you feel the water uh, between your toes? Uh, you can feel the water underneath you and the sun on top of you. And it's great, isn't it? And uh, you could probably stay like that all day. But do you know what? Uh, there's something going on under the surface. And so I, I, I've prepared uh, some snorkeling gear for you. And, uh, and, and we're just going to have a little, little uh, glimpse of what's going on below the surface. And look at that, a sea turtle just... Just swimming by. How amazing is that? And then you turn around and suddenly there's this bright colour, all these tropical fish. And you think, 
hang on a second, moments ago I was, I was on, on top of the sea and, uh, and I had no idea what was going on right beneath my feet. Above, it was just a, a calm sea. Uh, but below the surface, there's this different world with all this colour and excitement and, and fish and amazing. This morning, what we want to do is give you a different perspective. Life from a different perspective. Acknowledging that there's more to life than what appears on the surface. Living with what I'd like to call a grander vision living. And since we're, we're, we're kind of at sea, uh, let's, let's continue with that, uh, with that sea image and think about that passage that we read uh, in Luke chapter 5. A good old-fashioned fish tale. And, uh, you know, Jesus comes along and, and he sees the disciples and uh, they're in the fishing boats and he thinks I can use that boat to, to teach. Uh, but then, of course, he turns around to Peter and he says, you know, let's go out and fish. And Peter says, yeah, we've been fishing all, all night and we've caught nothing. Uh, in other words, what do you know about fish? And Jesus says, well, you know, push out a little bit further. And, uh, of course, Peter does. And, uh, and when he does and he lets the nets down, he catches this huge enormous, unimaginable catch of fish. And the disciples are blown away. They can't believe it. And, uh, and Jesus turns to the disciples uh, as, they, as they haul the nets in and uh, as they count this amazing fish and he saddles over to Simon Peter and he says, Simon, there's nothing to fear. From now on you'll be fishing for men and women. They pulled their boats up on the beach, left their nets, and all followed him. What Jesus does is, he says to Peter, there's more going on beneath the surface than you can ever imagine. And he gives us this grander vision. He says, Peter, you've been catching tiddlers, but now I want you to go after six-footers. I want you to be a fisher of men and women. And what Jesus is saying is I want to make your priority people. And that's the first point if you're following on your, on your sheets. The priority is people. The priority before for the fishermen had been fish. That's what their, their lives were full of every day. They went out fishing. That's what they did for a living. And Jesus wants to give them a grander vision. And he says, I want you to prioritise people. It's people that really matter. It's people that really matter. And it's great this morning that we've been able to uh, dedicate uh, Leah and Joanna. And we know that, that children really matter, don't we? And uh, they not only matter to, to Ian and Debbie, but they matter to God. Because God is the giver of life. And God is interested in people. And every single person matters to God. Did you know that? Every single person. If you're here this morning and you're alive and you're breathing, you matter to God. In fact, 
just in case you've never heard anybody say it to you before, I want you to turn to the person next to you, to the person at the side of you, and say, you matter to God. Will you do that? Just say it. Make sure nobody's left out. And that's what Jesus says to Peter. He says, make people a priority because they matter to God. And because they matter to God, they matter to us. And you know what I'm going to call it? It's a matter of fact. Can you remember that? It's a matter of fact. That people matter. And Jesus says, make people your priority. Make people your priority. Go after people and tell them about the greatest gift that you have received. People matter. And sometimes we forget, don't we? Let's be honest, sometimes we forget. And other things uh, get in the way. Even in church, you know, sometimes we can forget that people are the priority. And other things... Uh, I've got to be honest, you know, I've, I've been a minister now for, for quite a long time, 15, 16 years... And uh, sometimes I've, I haven't got the priorities right. I'm ashamed to say when I look back, sometimes I've not got the priorities right. If I could go back again and start again, I would make people the priority every time. I look at my family and I look at my children, and I know looking back over the years, that sometimes I've put the church before my family. And people saddle up to me and say, oh Richard, well that's the sacrifice that you make as a minister. You know, God doesn't want us to sacrifice our families or people. Because people really matter to God. It's the matter of fact. Make people the priority. And Jesus is saying to Peter, you know, I want you to go out. And I want you to catch people. And I want you to tell them about the God that you found in Jesus. You're going to be a fisher of men. We could sing a song at this point, but we won't. <laughs> some of you know it, some of you might not. Some of you might be glad we're not singing it, some might wish we were singing it. You can sing it in the car on the way home. I will make you fishers of men. You know that one? Yeah, okay. Well, that's what Jesus says to Peter. He says, prioritise people. Let your light shine before others in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. He wants Peter to go out and shine his light. And he wants that to have an impact and effect on other people so that they too will be drawn to that same light. But the priority is people. Never forget that. In fact, why not this week uh, try and find somebody who's looking at a little bit low, uh, a little bit stressed, a little bit harassed, and say, you matter to God. You know, when you stood at the checkout till and the person in front of you has just been really grumpy uh, with the person because they've not been quick enough or because one of the, the, the things that's been going through the till hasn't, uh, hasn't registered and she's had to call for the, for the senior till person and the person's getting really frustrated and looking at her like the girl's a complete fool. And it's not her fault, is it? Uh, just say to her, you know, you matter to God. And because you matter to God, you matter to me. Uh, you know, wouldn't it be great... Uh, if we went out from here and uh, all of us here told one person that they matter to God. Make people a priority. And then secondly, uh, the focus 
The focus is on potential. The focus is on potential. You see, Jesus sees these fishermen. And uh, let's face it, they weren't, they weren't first class fishermen. They hadn't even caught any fish uh, that night. And they certainly weren't first rate disciples. Do you know, thinking about the disciples, just think about what the disciples are, are remembered for. What was Peter remembered for? The fact that he denied Jesus. What was Thomas remembered for? The fact that he doubted. What was Judas remembered for? The fact that he betrayed Jesus. These were the disciples, these were the people that Jesus chose. He looked at these fishermen and he chose them because he saw the potential within them. The focus is on potential. Jesus looked at these group of people. And, uh, and what a group, what a motley crew they were. But Jesus saw beyond uh, the image. Anybody watch Britain's Got Talent last night? We had another subo moment, didn't we, when that huge guy came on. A, a guy that, that, that looked a, a, a total misfit. And Simon Cowell, under his breath, said, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse. Um, and then this guy opens his voice and sings with this beautiful operatic voice. And everyone's stunned. And he walks on to that stage, nobody saw the potential. Nobody saw the potential. Jesus sees beyond the image, beyond uh, the outer shell. Jesus sees the potential in people. And he says to the disciples, you know, go out and catch people. See the potential. See what God can do in people when I get a hold of their lives. The focus is on potential. One of the people that Jesus called uh, was... Uh, was Matthew or Levi, the tax collector. Now, let me tell you something about tax collectors. This is a bit further on in, in Luke chapter 5. We didn't uh, actually read it. Uh, but after this, Jesus is he, out searching for people to follow him. And he says, he went out and he saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi gets up and follows him. Now, the picture is quite accurate because... Tax collectors were horrible people. Nobody likes tax collectors. It's not like today when everybody loves uh, the people that collect taxes. Um, you know, they're like bankers, aren't they? They're great people. Uh, but in Jesus' time, in Jesus' time, uh, tax collectors were the scum of the earth because they ripped people off. We're all familiar with the story of, of Zacchaeus, uh, the tax collector, and when he found Jesus, he started to repay people all the money that he'd ripped them off. And Jesus says to Matthew, the tax collector, he says, come and follow me. And you can imagine the other disciples thinking, what do we want him for? He's a, he's a horrible tax collector. We don't want people like that. And you see, this is the great thing about God. You see, again, it's going back to remember before we said we think there's this group of people that are like us that God wants and there's another group of people that are not like us that God doesn't want. And that was so wrong. And the Pharisees, you know, they say at the end of this passage, they say uh, the Pharisees and taxes were grumbling again to plain to disciples uh, that Jesus was eating and drinking with tax collectors and sinners. And they didn't like it. 
But Jesus calls all people to follow him because every person matters. And so the tax collector, he leaves his tax collector booth and he follows Jesus. And you like this next bit because this is what this is what walk across the room disciples do. Uh, can anybody remember what was the first thing? Don't look in your Bibles, just see if anyone can remember. What was the first thing that Matthew the tax collector did after he decided to follow Jesus? Anybody? Susanna, absolutely right. Not only did he tell his friends, he went even further than that. He invited them all to a meal. That's right, he invited his mates, his other tax collector friends, round Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. Do you know what he did? He threw a party. He threw a party and he said, look, tax collector friends, everybody else hates you. But I want you to come to my house to a party because I've found someone that actually is going to love you. And the challenge for us, you know, if we're going to be this, this whole series about how can we just be everyday ordinary people... Uh, Witnessing and, and evangelizing. Words that are kind of sound a bit old fashioned and old hat, but we just want to reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ. And one of the ways, one of the examples in the Gospels is to throw a party. So why not uh, throw a party? Invite some of your friends. And uh, invite some of your Jesus friends as well to mingle with them. And so that they can be an environment where they're loved and accepted and when they find out that people really matter to God. Make the priority people. But the example is to throw a party. Because, uh, you know, there's some things that matter and some things that don't. And uh, the fact that we've found Jesus and he's changed our lives, we want to tell other people about that. And uh, Bill Hybels tells a story in his book, Just Walk Across the Room, about this guy um, that went round the room and he had these blue stickers. And on them it, it said, temporary. And he started just sticking them on things. He stuck them on the, on the computer, he stuck them on the television, he, he, he stuck them on some pictures on the wall. He just stuck them everywhere. Uh, and so the whole place was just covered with things that, that said temporary on them. And he said to them, to the guy in the house, he said, All these things are temporary. You can't take them with you. They're just temporary. The only thing that you can take with you when we leave this earth is our spirit. Everything else is temporary. And that's why making the priority people is so important. Because that's what really matters. And so from the beginning of life, right through to the end of life, the thing that matters is people. That's what matters to God. And again, we live in a, a crazy world where, where, certainly where we live, and the images that are presented to us, it seems that 
so many things are important don't you? you've got to have the latest telephone you've got to have the, the biggest television you can possibly have and, and there's so many things that people say really really matter you've got to have this if you want to live a great life then you, you won't have it unless you have this and yeah the vacation the great vacation is in there isn't it that people want and they think that that's what life is all about and Jesus comes along and he calls a few disciples and he says hey I've got a grander I've got a much bigger vision of what life is about. And if you want to be part of, of, of my family, my team, then get hold of this grander vision living. And it's like that image that we started with of suddenly looking under the surface and finding out that there's so much more going on than we ever imagined. And that's what it's like being a follower of Jesus Christ. And so why not for our party? Why not throw a Matthew-style party and invite your friends and family around and uh, just get them to mingle and then have people that will walk across the room and say, you matter to God. Let's make people a priority. Let's pray together.